Good morning, ladies. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Um, this morning, I was just spending some time with God and reading the Word, and I was in Luke 19, reading about Jesus and Zacchaeus. Like We probably mostly know about Zacchaeus uh, from like any vacation Bible school song. <laughs> Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Remember that song? Um, but if you don't know that song, you'll have to Google it. Anyway, so I'm just going to read this to you because something just stood out to me today and I thought that I would share it with you and then I will go back to spending time with Jesus and worshiping. So I got up super late today too, so I'm behind, but okay. So this is the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. It's not that long. So Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass by. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. So Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. And I thought this was really cool because, um, first of all, like Zacchaeus heard about Jesus and he did whatever it took. Like he wanted to see this guy. Now, tax collectors are like notoriously the worst people like in the Bible. They're like the lowest of the low of the low. And um, so, so this guy hears about Jesus. He climbs up in a tree just so he can see him because he's too short. And then Jesus calls him out by name. Like imagine what that's like when Jesus, who is like becoming this, you know, famous person basically walking around and uh, teaching and healing and all of this stuff. And Zacchaeus, he must have been like, oh my gosh, how did he know my name? How did he know my name? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So he calls him and he comes down from the tree. And and Jesus kind of invites himself over to Zacchaeus's house. So he goes over there and immediately Zacchaeus is like, I just want to give away. Like, I just, I want to repent basically. So here's a couple things that I just wanted to kind of focus on because um, one, are we willing to do whatever it takes to get a glimpse of Jesus? Like I think sometimes we get really caught up in like, let me just say this, like we just get caught up in church things. We get caught up in being Christians instead of following Jesus. Zacchaeus was like the worst sinner in that day. Like he's the chief of the tax collectors, the most loathed people. And 
he has something in his heart that makes him desire to see Jesus so much that he's willing to climb a tree just to get a glimpse. What are you willing to do just to get a glimpse of Jesus? Because I feel like Jesus has become uh, almost like an accessory, right? Because we become Christians and we learn to speak, uh, speak the lingo and then we forget that he is an actual, he's an actual human, like God becoming human. Like this is a big deal. And we forget where we came from and we start just trying to do all the right Christian things and say the right Christian things. That's it. Honestly, that's useless. Like, yay, okay, nice. It's fine. But think about it. Like, where's your desire? for Jesus. Where is your desire? Do you are you willing to sacrifice time? Are you willing to sacrifice like Zacchaeus? Are you willing to sacrifice um money and pay back people? Like not specifically for you, but I'm saying like with the heart that Zacchaeus had when he said, I will give half my wealth to the poor because he was super wealthy. Half of his wealth. Like he's willing to give. And if he's cheated people on their taxes, he'll give them back four times as much. Like that is a heart that was after Jesus. Are you and I, you know, I'm not just saying you are, do we get caught up in the stuff like around church and around Jesus, but we actually lose the desire in our heart for him? Like, do we just get so caught up in things that we forget the actual substance. When Zacchaeus went up in the tree, Jesus called him by name and said, come down. I'm coming to your house. And Jesus is saying to you, hey, you, whatever your name is out there that's watching, hey, you, I want to come to your house today. And guess what? Your body is temple and he wants to come to your house today. He wants to dine with you. He wants to sit with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to be with you. He just wants to be in your presence. Are you willing to let him come to your house? Or do you think it's too much of a mess? Are you afraid he's going to come in and sweep out some things? Are you afraid you're going to have to make some sacrifices? Are you afraid? Like, do you want to keep Jesus at just a safe distance? Or do you want him to be all-consuming in your life? And then when, when Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, Zacchaeus was pumped. He's like, in verse 6, like he had great excitement and joy. Like he knew that he needed help. And or maybe maybe he suspected, like he knew Jesus had something for him. And he was so pumped about it and full of joy. And guess what? The whole crowd, they were not happy. All the people following Jesus, they were grumbling because they said, he's gone to be a guest and a notorious sinner. Okay? So do you find yourself being the grumbling people? Why is that person getting something from God? Why are they getting blessed? Like... You know, this is stuff we often don't want to admit to ourselves that we do, but we do it. 
And, you know, are we grumbling because Jesus isn't doing what we want him to do in the way we thought it should be done? Or God isn't doing what we want in the way we thought it should be done? So the people grumbled. But while they're busy grumbling, Zacchaeus stands before the Lord and declares what he is willing to do. And he is so happy to give whatever and also pay back people what he stole from them four times more. I just think that's so amazing. When I read that this morning, like I've probably known the story of Zacchaeus since I was probably, I don't know, 12 years old <laughs> because of those Sunday, those Sunday school songs. Um, but still, and I've read it, I don't know how many times, but today it just hit me differently. And anyway, when, when Zacchaeus declares what it is that he's going to give back, it's like, you know what? Half my wealth, take half my wealth. I'll pay everybody back four times as much. Like, I'm so happy to do that. And Jesus responds, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Guess what? If you're watching this, you probably aren't one of the lost people. If you're in a group called the Faith Aligned Life, I'm guessing you might have some degree of faith. If you don't, then go back a few videos and you're invited to, um, to ask Jesus in your heart. But, you know, I just thought that it was a good thing to kind of like check my own heart and for you guys to check your own heart that Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. I know Jesus, I'm not lost anymore. You know Jesus, you're not lost anymore. But make sure that we don't become part of like club Christian where we're thinking about ourselves all the time, right? Where we're thinking, what is God doing for me? Or what, um, how is he going to show up? How is he going to answer my prayers? How is he going to, you know, do whatever? That's not the point. The point is that we got saved. It's not like, well, yay, we got a, a ticket to heaven. No, the point is there's a whole bunch of souls out there that are not going to heaven. And how much are we spending time letting them know about Jesus? How much are we focused on people and telling more people about the love of Jesus, um, how much more are we focused on that than what is God doing for me? Like, God, I've got this problem. Like, are our prayers filled with uh, prayers about ourselves or, you know, our family? And it's not wrong to pray for those things. It's not what I'm saying. Like, totally pray for those things, right? Talk to God. He's like, He's your father. He's your best friend. Like share everything with him. Every concern, every joy, everything, right? But I'm just saying to just check your heart and think like in comparison, how much am I focused on my own needs and wants and desires or those of my family versus letting other people know that Jesus exists for their lives and that they can have him as their personal savior. Like, is it balanced? Is it off balance? You know, and, and it's not, I'm not saying it to be condemning. I'm saying it just to make us think about it a little bit, you know, like just for example, like if you want to know where your money is going, 
and what you value the most, you just look at your bank account and look at all the line items of what you've spent all your money on, right? You're just kind of taking stock and like, okay, wait, I've been eating out a lot. All right, I can see like Irving's gas station. Like, okay, I've spent a lot of money on gas. Like you can see when you look in your bank account where all your money has gone, right? Well, I'm just saying right now to take a little bit of spiritual uh, stock. Now I just said it and now it sounds weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, to, um, yeah, I think take stock. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Um, so take an account of where you are right now and where your focus is because Zacchaeus rocked it. He took the effort. He climbed a tree just to see him because he's too short. He gets called out by Jesus by name. You've gotten called out by name by Jesus. How cool is that? Like the God of the universe cares so deeply about you. Isn't that just amazing? And he's not like this God that's out there somewhere. He's this God that's like right here living on the inside of you. It's just like the most amazing thing. So uh, I just feel like God is so big. We, he's so full of love and he cares about every detail of our lives. And I'm so grateful that he does. And I also just want other people to know that that's available to them. So personally, I make more of an effort to really listen to what the Spirit is saying in, in me when um, when I'm near somebody who may not know the Lord. Now, am I going to just uh, shove God down their throat? No, you know, but I will be praying when I know I'm around somebody who's not so certain about, you know, eternity. I'm praying like, God, am I supposed to say something right now? What do you want me to say that is going to um, draw them to you? You know, maybe that's not going to be their moment of salvation, but what can I do to help them get closer to it if I'm not supposed to lead them there yet? You know what I mean? So just using that spiritual wisdom to know when to say and when not to, but also just inviting that into your life, right? Inviting that into your life so that you can, because you can lead people or God can, you can plant the seeds or something, you know, but that that's a thought in your mind that our minds are not consumed with ourselves, but our minds are consumed with Jesus and just trying to just be obedient to what he calls us to do at any given moment of any given day. So that is what I learned from this, the story of Zacchaeus today. Um, he came to seek and save those who are lost. And thank you, Jesus, I'm not lost anymore. And I don't want anyone else to be lost either. So um, that's kind of what I got for today. And uh, I hope that you guys feel encouraged. Like I promise there is like no condemnation. If you feel a little conviction, that's one thing. But conviction is not condemnation. If you feel guilt or upset or anything else, that is not from the Lord. When you feel that conviction that God, I want to, I do want to, I want to feel that when I'm out and about, I want to like feel that inkling that I'm at Walmart and this person I just walked by like needs prayer for me. My heart starts racing and I'm like, Oh crap, God, you're going to make me do something right in the middle of Walmart. <laughs> I don't want to, but okay, fine. You know, <laughs> so, um, you know, but are you willing, you know, are you going to listen and then are you going to be obedient, you know, and just to have that desire. Sometimes it's just the prayer for the desire. So if you feel that conviction, that little bit of like, yeah, I really want that. That's a good thing. 
If you feel bad about not doing it and blah, 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 kick that to the side. This is not condemnation. This is just opening up a desire for you to let the Lord in, to let him be the Lord of your life and to just look around and call out people by name. Say, hey, you know what? You matter to Jesus. Even if you don't know who he is yet, you just climbed a tree to look. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, I hope you have an amazing week. And maybe I'll see you again this week. I got all kinds of stuff on my mind this week. So, all right. Have a great day, guys. Happy Monday.